It is uh, Friday, the 8th day of April, 2022, and it has been a hell of a week. Uh, This will likely be a shorter show because I'm tired and a tad annoyed, and while the latter can uh, sometimes lead, uh, you know, to tolerable see off to off to a fucking great start huh tolerable programming uh combining it with the former tends to lead to a bunch of monotonous drivel sort of like what we had here uh at, at points last week which wasn't good i spent the last couple days in florida uh didn't come away with scabies so that's a plus But uh, that's all right here, right now, on episode number 114 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right. Hey, how are you? What's going on? Uh, Everything good? Maybe, kind of, sort of. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, So as I started the show with, uh, it's been a hell of a week, a very interesting week. For a variety of different reasons, um, uh, professionally, personally, mostly personally, I would say. I mean, the professional stuff will come in the coming days, but um, week started off okay, and, and on Sunday, I decided it would be a good day to start a juice cleanse. Uh, no joke. Started a juice cleanse. Did a juice cleanse. Started that on Sunday. Which, um, you know, in hindsight is probably not the, the best uh, course of action. But my wife was away. And so I figured it would be much easier for me to do it while my wife was away. Not for any, you know, specific or particular reason other than, um, it's, you know, I only have to concentrate on feeding myself as opposed to discussing what to eat with my wife. So that's why it's easier. So it's just a two-day thing, <clears throat> and mainly because I had been feeling like incredibly bloated and just gross. And obviously part of it is from eating and drinking too much, but um, so I'm like, all right, let's try this out. I kept hearing about it on the radio, tried it, and honestly, not that bad. Uh, the juice itself was actually pretty good. Um... And there's enough to not really make you uh, super hungry. I mean, of course, they ask you to drink a gallon of water a day. I can't do it. 
I just, I, I can't. I, I think I got up to about a half a gallon each day. And even that was a little tough. But in reality, I, I tend to drink close to that anyway. But having that sort of thought in your mind, okay, well, I need to make sure that I'm drinking all this water. Uh, that that part sort of stuck with me more than the actual drinking of the juice and like how to time it out um, because it's it's five juices a day plus um, there's a bottle of cashew milk that you know it says that if you you know like if you exercise post workout you drink the cashew milk I didn't exercise either day Sunday I was kind of hungover so I didn't. And then Monday, I didn't either, just because I'm lazy. I don't know why my voice is so shitty today, but it's not its not ideal. <clears throat> probably probably because I just got back from Florida, so who knows what I caught when I was down there. I do know I did not get scabies. Uh, anyway, um, so, you know, it was way easier than I thought it would be. I really thought it would be tough and I thought I would be starving and, and all this other shit, but it, it really wasn't. And by the time uh, Tuesday morning rolled around, I felt great. Like way less bloated. Uh, so, you know, it did the trick. I think it helped. I'd like to do it again somewhere down the road. Who knows? Um, I could see like doing it before an event. Like let's say you have to go to a wedding and you don't want to look and feel like a fat piece of shit. So maybe you would do the cleanse to help it out. I don't know. Just a thought, right? But uh, speaking of weddings, I have uh, Reverend Dave will be making his, uh, I think, I think his 12th appearance. I think this is the 12th wedding uh, that I'll be officiating. Uh, my buddy Jeff, his sister Amy, and um, her future husband, Andrew, I will be officiating their wedding this week. So I had to go get my, my robe needed to be cleaned. They charged me fucking 18 bucks to dry clean a goddamn robe. It's like, what the fuck? Um, <clears throat> so that was, you know, it was kind of annoying. I just thought it was a little overpriced for dry cleaning a robe. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's the accurate price. But I also, um, I have another wedding that I'm not officiating. I'm just going to in May. And I, I needed a new suit because my the suit from my wedding, uh, close to what, three and a half years ago now or whatever it is, uh, doesn't fit. It's too big, which I'm happy about. So I'm less fat than I was three plus years ago. Congratulations, David. So I went and I bought a new suit, excited for that. Um, I went to Marion Brothers in Brockton. So free ad, Marion Brothers uh, tuxedos in Brockton. 137 Main Street, Brockton, Massachusetts. Check them out. It's a family-run store. When you go in, there's a bunch of fucking kick-ass suits. Uh, they've got some wild shit and, uh, I would, there was some stuff that I would love to buy. I would think that, um, in normal time, say normal time, like, you know, if COVID never existed, uh, it would be like a much 
much busier, not not busier because they're very busy. But the part that sucked is I get out of the car to go in and there's a sign on the door. You know, if you want to shop, you need an appointment. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I call. Guy's like, oh, um, you know, how tall are you? I'm short. Oh, how much do you weigh? I'm fat. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I might have something for you. So uh, when can you come in? Well, I'm parked in front of your store. All right, well, come in. He's telling me the story. Sure enough, this poor bastard, um, he's like, he's so busy that he just doesn't have, like, anything available like he usually would, which, you know, is great, but it's all it's all proms and weddings and stuff like that. Not too many people are just coming in to buy a suit anymore. He had one, literally one black suit available and it happened to fit and he's like honestly dude this is your lucky day so i'm like well okay i'll be the judge of that we'll see he's like oh you should go play the lottery which is something that kind of drives me nuts anytime somebody says oh this is your lucky day or oh that's awfully lucky you should go play the lottery the odds of winning the lottery versus the odds of 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 marion brothers and brockton having a black suit that fit me are totally different, vastly different. If it was the same odds, I would have run out and played the lottery. But it's not. So that was a great experience. I was thrilled. Um, the dude that that owns the place, one of the dudes, Johnny. Guy's a fucking character. Super nice guy. So, you know. Very, it was an excellent experience. If you need a suit and you're down here in this particular neck of the nape, go to Marion Brothers in Brockton. You won't be disappointed. Oh, you might be disappointed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they won't have anything for you. So if you're short and fat and occasionally lucky, maybe that's the place for you. The part that sucked of that day that sucked is, um, I had to take the cat to the vet. Poor thing hasn't been uh, shitting. So she doesn't feel well. Bring her in. I'm thinking it's just going to be a uh, a quick visit. They do an x-ray and the poor thing has a very large tumor in her stomach. So I went from the highs of uh, having a suit available Luckily, having a suit available to, um, you know, finding out that the cat probably has cancer. So, real fucking roller coaster of a day. Um, got some medicine for her, you know, pooping. And doctor basically telling me to feed her baby food and ice cream and pretty much anything that she'll eat that isn't cat food because she's not really eating. So... It sucks. And and as I said, you know, my wife has been away. So, you know, here I'm dealing with this and she's in Florida and she's, you know, not really processing it because she's not here. So I felt terrible. And then I felt even more terrible because I was getting on a plane to go to Florida the following day. So kind of a bummer, you know. Um, well, it's more than kind. It's a bummer. She's a good cat, and I love her, and I'm, I'm very sad about it.
So that's enough of that for now, right? <clears throat> um, but I was, you know, excited uh, to go to Florida. Uh, on the Tuesday, my birthday was the following day, Wednesday, 44 years of age. So had plans. It was good. I get to Florida, leave Tuesday afternoon. There was some flight delay issue, not, you know, not huge. Get to Florida, get off the plane, get the rental car, and I immediately go to Chicken Guy at uh, what used to be downtown Disney. If you're not familiar with Chicken Guy, it is Guy Fieri's. Uh, chicken restaurant, chicken sandwiches, chicken fingers. Um, I made a beeline from the parking lot to chicken guy. I must have looked like a fucking crazy person because I'm way overdressed. It was like 92 degrees. And, uh, you know, I'm wearing long sleeve shirt, jeans, a t-shirt, clearly sweating. A fat guy, <laughs> a short fat guy running through di downtown Disney, Disney Springs, on his way to the fast food chicken chain owned by Guy Fieri. Either way, it was uh, it was worth it. The dude has twenty two different dipping sauces. What? Twenty two dipping sauces, all made in house. Fresh chicken, never frozen. And here, this is not a free ad. This is just me being fat and dreaming about, you know, Guy Fieri's chicken. But it was great. I got, honestly, I thought it was delicious. I got a sandwich, got some tendies, some fries. Excellent. So that made, that made, uh, you know, Tuesday night fun. Then I met a bunch of my wife's co-workers, which was fun. Um, <clears throat> so... It was good. The next day was uh, was my birthday, right? And it just so happened that a friend of the show, Ian, he's been on the soccer. Uh, he was interviewed once, and he was on the uh, soccer preview show um, with my other soccer buddy, Al. But Ian uh, lives in Orlando, so I was like, oh, this works out fucking perfectly. I can go hang out with Ian for a bit, see what's cooking. And, uh, you know, then go from there. So I had to pick up, um, like, a badge to go to Hollywood Studios Wednesday night uh, because my wife um, was at the McDonald's Worldwide Convention. So when it says McDonald's Worldwide, it's legitimately franchisees, employees from all over the planet Earth descending upon the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. It sort of pains me that the impression of America that people from around the world may get comes from Orlando, Florida. So... It's, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's there's more that can be sussed out of that. Maybe you get what I'm saying. Maybe you don't. But at any rate, I had to go pick up this fucking badge. I get to I get the, the fucking mile-long line. I'm like, all right, I can't. I got to go. So I drove to meet Ian. Ian is working in a 
unbelievable fucking part of the world uh, called Lake Nona, which is a part of Orlando, but has its own zip code. And parking the car in the parking garage, I passed three Ferraris. Three Ferraris. Three different Ferraris. I was like, oh, there's a lot of money in here. There's a fucking ton of money in Lake Nona. It's like, wow. Long, detailed uh, story that I could share, but it would be boring. More boring than the rest of what I've said for the last 15 minutes, I assure you. But to me, it was all very interesting. It was great to see Ian. I was very excited. Left there, went back to McDonald's Worldwide, got in line. I was in line for a fucking hour waiting for this fucking badge so that I could get in to Hollywood Studios at night. So... Which leads me to, now, I was very excited about Hollywood Studios because I'm like, okay, I have no desire to go to Florida, no desire to go to theme parks, but the thinking is there will be far fewer people at this thing, uh, and that would that would mean that I could go to the uh, Galaxy's Edge, the, the Star Wars-themed uh, portion of the park, and be able to see see everything, ride the, the two... Uh, rides easily, uh, efficiently, and not get bogged down with waiting. Well, turns out uh, McDonald's basically invited everybody that attended this thing uh, to go to this event on Wednesday night, which apparently is not the normal uh, move. Normally, they it's just for the, the U.S. Uh, people not for the worldwide people. <clears throat> so there were already way too many fucking people. Way too many fucking people. We get there and make a beeline for the smuggler's run, which is basically you're, you're on the Millennium Falcon and you're smuggling some stuff across the galaxy to whatever, and, and you're fighting and you're doing all this shit. So get on there. Um, you know, it's a motion ride. My wife fucking chickens out right when we're about to walk into the little pod, which, you know, was not annoying at all. What the fuck? We get in, we sit, and it's me and, like, a family of three. It's a dad and his two kids. They're all very excited. I'm very excited. I'm taking pictures. I'm taking video. I got a fucking big ass smile on my face. And off we go. Thing goes and it's cool. A couple minutes in, all of a sudden it stops. Like, oh, all right. I wonder if this is part of the part of the ride. Because then all of a sudden on one of the screens comes, you know, a couple of the characters talking about how, you know, he has his best people fixing the thing and you know, it's hard to find good help in the galaxy, ha, 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 that kind of shit. Uh, and then the video turns off. And the door opens. And the, um, the college-aged, um, you know, Disney intern person says, terribly sorry uh, about the malfunction, um, but you're going to have to come out. So there you go. Okay. Now I'm thinking, all right, they're going to just put us back in line at the front of the next uh, front of the line, I should say, because we got fucking hosed. Nope. So like, 
So what, you know, do we wait until this is fixed or no, you can get back in line. I'm like, get back in line. I didn't see that this was not completed. I only got two minutes of a seven and a half minute ride. What the fuck? Sorry. Nope. Can't do it. Sorry. Just got a bunch of fucking sorries that, you know, your sorries, your apologies don't mean shit. I've said that on the on the show before. Your apologies don't mean shit. So I go back, you know, okay, I'll go back in line. Nope. Now it's a 60 plus minute wait. What the fuck? So I proceeded to be a mopey, whiny little bitch for the majority of the evening. I was so fucking mad. So mad. And there were so many fucking people. I, I, you know, look, I tried like hell to not be a miserable prick. But it was very difficult. Not only that, as my wife uh, liked to use the term wrangling cats. When talking about, um, you know, the drunk people that we were with who were nowhere to be fucking found. Then when we did find them, we're a tad insufferable, but wrangling cats is a good way to put it. And so, and of course, you know, she's getting mad at me because I'm, I'm mad at the cat wrangling. I'm fucking stone cold sober, which also was, uh, you know, not the plan. I didn't want to get like totally fucked up because I just, I can't do it anymore. I can't. But I did want to, you know, I wanted to drink enough so that I couldn't drive. Didn't happen. Because I ended up fucking driving. This is a very long fucking story, huh? Which, and, and look, I'm not going to, I'm not really going to go into too much more. Just kind of talking about what I've been through. But again, look, it's my fucking show. And if you're listening, obviously you have some sort of weird interest in some of the dumb shit that I do. Otherwise, what are you doing here? I, I don't know. I can't help you. That's a you problem. Today I came home. Well, Thursday came home. Uh, there was a fucking long-ass weather delays. Get to that later. Um, I say later. Like, oh, yeah, later. But one of the things that I noticed in traveling to Florida in the last couple of days is like uh, paper airline tickets. When you see a bunch of people with paper tickets, they're fucking old. And it's just like Dr. Rick says in those uh, progressive commercials, paper tickets, great. You don't need, you don't need them. Like you have a phone. All these people have phones. But, you know, it's it just seems that... Uh, Everybody had a fucking paper ticket. It was the weirdest thing. And you know that the the boarding process is going to be slow when you see a bunch of people with paper tickets. Because they're old. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking right. You're fucking old. You and your fucking paper tickets. (laughs) What a stupid... What a dumb, stupid fucking thing to complain about.
Tiger Woods played golf today. Which, honestly, is unbelievably impressive. The man almost lost a leg a little more than a year ago in a car accident. Literally, almost lost a leg. And now he's back out playing top-level golf on a course that he flat-out owns. He shot one under today. Like, he's three off, four off the lead, which is mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing to me. Honestly, I thought he'd come out. I thought he would have, uh, I thought he would struggle a little bit and then, uh, and miss the cut. He's not, he's, he's not going to miss the cut. No fucking way. I mean, if he comes out tomorrow and shoots another, you know, a 71 again, he'll probably be four or five, six shots off, but he'll make the cut. The cut line will probably be two over. It just blows my fucking mind. It's like, man, oh man, that is a, that's an unbelievably impressive athletic feat. Even if golf is not, you know, typically the most athletic, quote unquote, sport, um, just to be able to do that, like to walk 18 holes after you almost lost a leg a year ago is, not to mention like the fucking dozens of other surgeries the guy's had. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of screws and plates and rods in his back, in his leg, in his foot. It's unbelievable. It really is something. It's a marvel of modern science. Eldrick Woods. So we'll see how that plays out this weekend. I hope it's good. I hope he does very well. Uh, it, you know, I don't think he's going to win. It'd be, it'd be really fucking cool. It'd make for a great Sunday. I'll tell you that. Not counting on it, but you know. You never know. Um, opening day was today. Uh, the Red Sox were uh, postponed. So they will be playing on Friday, opening uh, day, which would today. See, this is, I can't, I say today, I'm recording on Thursday. I'm supposed to suspend reality and say today is Friday, you know, it's like I do at the beginning of the show. Although typically it's today is Thursday. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I have zero faith in uh, the Boston Red Sox this year. I think they'll be moderately competitive. When I say that, I, I'm thinking 84, 85 wins. Um, I shit on them last year, and what ended up happening, they made it to the uh, ALCS. Um, so we'll see, but I don't think they can pitch. I think their pitching this year is worse than it was last year. I mean, their two biggest free agent, uh, pitching acquisitions were, uh, Michael Walker and Rich Hill, who is only slightly younger than me. It's a handful of bullpen arms that are good. Problem is like the way that major league pitching works now, it's starters only have to go five innings or twice through the order before they get pulled. It just makes the sport, it makes Major League Baseball um, 
boring. When the only, uh, oh, fucking, God, this weather sucks. I didn't really, you know, love being in Florida when it was hot and, and humid and gross. But at the same time, I just, I can't deal with the fucking cold. And it's not even that cold. It's just the wind today here. Fuck off. Um, it makes it makes Major League Baseball boring. And I'm sorry if you feel otherwise. But not being able to watch a starting pitcher uh, go seven innings is is stupid. It it is the only way that guys go that you know complete games are a thing of the past, right? Games where a guy comes out gives up like four hits, strikes out 13 guys, and pitches nine innings, throws 120 pitches. That doesn't exist anymore. The only way you see a guy go full nine is if he has a, a no-hitter going. Occasion, there'll be there'll be the occasional uh, game where, where a guy is hot and the manager uh, leaves him in. It just It's so unbelievably rare now. Pitching is in, not quite entirely bullpen focused and bullpen heavy, but it's specialty heavy. The the best one of the best things that they did was institute the the three batter rule. So anytime you make a a, a pitching change, they have to pitch to three batters. Although I think it's mid inning, uh, a mid inning pitching change. I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention. Either way, like. Again, I said this last week, I'll watch just because I'm a doofus and a dork. But I won't really care that much. I mean, I'll care enough to watch. But, because they're going to they're gonna mash. They're just not going to be able to fucking get guys out. So it's going to be tough. You can't expect to win every game 10-9. Watch, they'll fucking win 98 games. Fucking make the goddamn playoffs again. and I don't know. But that division's tough. The Blue Jays are a wagon. The Yankees, meh. I don't really think they did much of anything. But if the Yankees stay healthy, they'll be better than they were last year. But who knows if they can fucking stay healthy. Uh, Tampa. Tampa's always good. And then Baltimore is a disgrace to American sports. So nothing has changed there either. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, although, who knows if you'll be able to see it because there's games on fucking 85 channels this year. Apple TV, Peacock, uh, your local, which who the fuck knows how that is going is gonna to play out. Uh, ESPN, ESPN Plus. Baseball is a business. Baseball is no longer a sport. That's a fact. Can't tell me otherwise. Uh, the NBA playoffs are coming up. Celtics need to get healthy. Don't get hurt. And it would not surprise me one bit. They made it to the conference finals again. It'd be great. I would love to see that because they are a... Incredibly fun team to watch. Bruins are a little beat up. The goalie's starting to slip. Sway man. 
Hopefully, this is just a uh, a blip in the in the uh, in the radar, if you will, a ding in the armor. Is that what it is? Um, but yeah, sports, man. How about that. As it is Friday, it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the program, the one where it's almost over. It is called Three Gripes. I told you this was going to be a short show, so this is a short show. And these gripes are pretty terrible. But, uh, yeah. Gripe number one, waiting. In or on lines, planes, for people, literally anything. I'm one of the most impatient people on earth. And having to wait just gives me such unnecessary anxiety that it's basically uncomfortable to deal with. Case in point, waiting on the fucking plane today. Get on the plane a little bit late. Sitting there. Suddenly the uh, pilot comes out of the cockpit. Now, when the when the cockpit doors are closed and uh, they suddenly become open, you're like, oh, fuck. Not good. Oh, excuse me. That was gross. Terribly sorry. Um, comes on and says, hey, uh, there's lightning in the area, so we aren't going anywhere. So we wait, and we wait, and we wait. The Wi-Fi goes out multiple times. The direct TV on, on the flight goes out multiple times. You know, on the plane, I should say. Just sitting there, waiting. So a little more than an hour goes by. Good news. The lightning has moved on, so we're, we're going to back out. We're going to get moving. Back out, move a little bit, pilot comes on. So, uh, because of that delay, there's a bunch of planes coming in, and there are about 20 planes ahead of us to take off. So, uh, they've advised us to just shut off the engines and hang on. That means more waiting. Another hour before we finally took off. Combine that with the waiting for the uh, the badge at the McDonald's thing and waiting in line for fucking Star Wars shit and just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. And I'm fairly certain that it that my impatience has caused uh, so many different issues across the course of my life. Um. You know, I don't think I could give you specific examples, but just being impatient and not willing to wait uh, has probably caused problems. So, yeah. Lousy gripe, but, you know, serious. <clears throat> gripe number two, children on planes. Every time I go somewhere, it seems as if the show is very... Uh, trip 
centric, is it not? It is, isn't it? That's got to be boring. That's got to be boring. Now, as I sit here and think about this, I have, uh, I got a voicemail last week from a friend of the show, Andrew, and I just totally forgot about it. So, Andrew, if you're actually listening uh, to this bullshit, I am terribly sorry. Because your voicemail was very good. Fuck me, man. I'm not on my game. I don't really have any game to begin with, but I'm not on it. Children on planes. There was a kid crying on this plane today. Uh, Should have been a two-hour and 15-minute flight, because apparently the tailwinds were whipping. Uh, But as I mentioned, we added another... Uh, Two hours and weather delays, and this kid just would not shut the fuck up the entire time. Couldn't have been any older than like two, two and a half. Uh, The worst part is that the the parents, while mostly helpless because the kid just wanted to run around, uh, did very little to indulge this young man. His vocabulary was minimal. But you could very clearly him uh, hear him telling his mother or father to just put him down while he was being carried um, throughout the plane, which I don't understand. Like, you're walking your kid up and down the aisle. Why don't you just fucking put the kid down and let him walk up and down the aisle? No? Wouldn't that make little sense? Tire the fucking kid out? It's not like there's anybody doing anything. We weren't getting served meals. We we weren't going to get, we weren't getting served anything. Like I didn't see the fucking flight attendants for, uh, for two hours. I mean, we're just parked there. Like put him down, let him run up and down the fucking, and he wouldn't. That's the thing. It's like, he wasn't physically able to just run. He just wanted to walk, wanted to waddle, you know, go from person to person, make friends. It was zero harm in letting this little prick just stroll around. But, you know, they they thought otherwise. You know, and they would they would sit next to me because the row next to me was empty. So they would they would come in and they would sit in that row. And the kid would just be like, you know, put me down, put me down. Nope, wouldn't put him down. And the mother's getting visibly frustrated. And it's, you know, I didn't want to say anything because... I mean, one, what the fuck do I care? And two, it's none of my business. But, he, you know, what is my business is the fact that this kid would not shut the fuck up. Just let him go or give him a fucking Benadryl. Either way, he didn't fucking do anything. Can't blame the kid. That's the problem. You can't blame the child. It might sound like I'm blaming this kid. I'm really not. I'm blaming the parents. should not be traveling with children. That's what trains are for. We need high-speed rail so that it's all it's just for parents with small annoying kids. <laughs> oh man. Get on it, Amtrak. There's a marketing slogan for you. Do you have loud annoying kids? Well, we have a solution for you. Amtrak. You can put them in there, you know, your own little fucking sleeper compartment car or whatever. 
insulate the walls. No one's going to hear over the fucking train anyway. That just solved a huge problem. It's great. And finally, gripe number three, mixing religion with politics. Ooh. That's a serious, boring topic. But I say this often, which... Uh, would would lead you to believe that my list is uh, is ever evolving or just plain bullshit. You decide. But there are a few things that I find more annoying than people who try to mix religion with politics. Uh, the old separation of church and state isn't uh, actually or explicitly laid out anywhere, Constitution or subsequent amendments, whatever. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Dumb argument, sure, but uh, Thomas Jefferson is allegedly the first to make this statement, or the most famous American to make this particular statement, when describing the Bill of Rights preventing the establishment of a national church or religion. Basically said that it puts up a wall of... What's the quote? Mm, A wall of separation between church and state, which is accurate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, this doesn't uh, prevent a very large number of overbearing theists to claim uh, that to not be, I don't know, real, but whatever. Case in point, I was driving to see my mother the other day, driving uh, down to uh, uh, to where she lives, and I, I go by a house, and there's a uh, a flag hanging from the house. So I'm at a stoplight, and I look to my right, there's the house with the flag. Well, I could see the flag. It's a little bit ahead of me. So as we, as the light turns green, we slowly pr- proceed forward. I look closer at the flag, and it was mostly an American flag, but it was made to look like Jesus was coming out from behind the flag with the words, God bless America. Well, I just about shit a brick. Like, why is this thing at all necessary? One, it's Jesus. So it should have said, Jesus bless America. No? Maybe? I don't know. Like, if you want to put up a flag that just says, God bless America, fine, whatever. But what what makes these people think that Jesus' only interest is in the United States? Stop. Just, you know, it's not accurate. The ones that are screaming about Jesus and religion being more involved with politics are the same people who seem to forget that his values don't necessarily jive with theirs. You know, being kind and thoughtful to your uh, fellow human beings, despite any potential shortcomings that they may have. Helping the sick and the poor. You know, Jesus-y type stuff. It's all depressingly dumb. Sure, I think uh, that you know most of any organized religion is dumb, so I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, but I just can't fathom what would lead someone to put that particular flag up on their house. What sort of statement do you think you're making with that? I mean, is it, I love Jesus so much, 
but I still love America. Is that it? I, I don't know. I don't get it. I just don't understand why people want to have those two things mixed. It's not going to happen. It does not exist. There is no national church or religion in the United States of America. Apparently, if the states want to have uh, want to make that decision, they can. Apparently, there are a handful that do. But at the same time, they still cannot discriminate against other religions, even if they already have a state religion. So when you take two things that stink and try to put them together, it just makes it even worse. Boo. That's the end of the show. I told you it was short. Who the fuck cares anyway? I have uh, an Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. Posted a bunch of self-indulgent birthday shit there this week in the stories. They're gone now, so you missed them. But you should go there anyway. You should go to the page. You should follow the page to support the show. So if you listen to the show and you don't follow the Instagram page, well, I mean, you're being kind of a dick. If this is your first time, welcome. I doubt it, but welcome. I have a Twitter page, also at ComplaintsPod, where I talk about nothing in particular, just like this show. Nothing in particular. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I've done nothing with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. Um, I have a website, complaintsandobservations.com, where I try to post a blog every week. I did put up one last week. Wasn't that good. I'm going to try to do one tomorrow, but I don't think I'll have the time. And even if I did, it probably wouldn't be very good. Um, 617... 657-4736. You can call in. You can leave a voicemail. If you have a complaint or an observation to make, call in, leave it there, and I'll I'll probably forget that you did. (laughs) No, that's not the case. Usually not the case. Sometimes this week is one of those times. 617-657-4736. Um... I think that's it, right? Yeah. Please uh, tell your friends. If you have friends, right, that that listen to podcasts, you should say to them, hey, I know a podcast that is probably the worst thing you'll listen to ever. And of course, that'll be very intriguing. Intriguing enough that they will have to check it out. And then they'll be so entranced by my monotone garbage that they'll keep coming onto the show every week, right? Yeah? No? I doubt it. Um, I did kind of secure a guest. So hopefully in the coming weeks I will have a guest on the show. Uh, Totally random, out of the blue. So (laughs) see how that goes. I have a... You know, a couple people that I want to try to reach out to and see if they'll agree to be on the show. So we'll see how that plays out. 
I'd like to get some, I say it all the time, but I'd like to get some guests on the show just to, I don't know, spice it up a little bit, make shit a little bit different. I, I don't really have a topic, which is, <laughs> there's no niche here, David. Um, but if you want to be on the show, let me know. You can talk about anything you want. Other than that, uh, like I said, tell your friends, tell your mom. Um, yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.